0: That's L-T-M-B-I-Y at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. On tonight's broadcast, we're going to be starting up the study in the book of Philippians, starting in chapter 1, where Paul says, For me to live is Christ." But the die is gained, and we'll be studying that. We'll be studying prayer and uh, what that what Paul's prayer was for the churches there in Philippi. And um, I can't wait to get started. So let's get started right away in Philippians chapter one. Remember, this is a previously recorded podcast. And hello, we're back. Welcome back to let this mind being you and brother Michael D'Angelo here with you. As you notice, I have a little bit of scruff going on here. Um, I'm in, um, well, I'm just, uh, off work for a little while, uh, before we push out and, um, Thank you for joining me here tonight. If you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, I really appreciate the fact that you've taken time out of your busy, busy day and schedule, and then uh, this time at night when you could be relaxing and everything like that. So I'm, I'm thankful that you're relaxing with me as we get out the, uh, the word of life, the bread of life, the sincere milk of the word, so forth and so on. And um, I'm so thankful that you joined us as I turn over here to uh, what I'm monitoring here. Make sure everything's going like I always do
1: because I sometimes forget.
0: And I'm recording. Let's um uh, let's bump that up just a tad bit though. Okay. So everybody should be able to hear me on uh online, but I just had to turn up my recorder here real quick. That works. And uh let's go check out the Facebook feed. We've got a few people starting to come in there. That's good to see. And my mom and dad are both on both on YouTube. Well, great. It's good to see you guys on there on YouTube. and Brother Gabriel, hello to you, sir. And um, so we finished up the book of Ephesians last time. And uh, if you'd like to, you can go back at uh, at any time. You can go back and check out any of these videos or podcasts. If you're listening um, to one of the podcast platforms, whether it's podcast.com, whether it's um, iHeart Radio, whether it's uh, Apple Podcast, uh, whatever Podbean, and you've looked up "Let This Mind Be" in you Ministries podcast, you've looked that up and you're listening to me um, uh, on the audio side of the house. Uh, I appreciate that, but you can always go back into the library and check out all the uh, past studies as we've gone through. Let's see, what have we done now? We've done Hebrews, we've done Colossians, we've done Romans, Galatians, and Ephesians. Now we're into Philippians. Boy, it's uh, it's hard to believe, but it's been over a year since uh, the this uh, this ministry started, and we've gone through. We've learned a lot. Um, I've learned a lot f- from just from the technical side of the house. But more importantly, I've learned a lot from the Word of God. And uh, just going to it and letting it speak for itself and uh, letting this mind be in me and let this mind be in you, as it says in Philippians 2, which we will get into um, in this book. So we're starting Philippians tonight. Hey, Brother Stephen, I see you over there on YouTube, so good to see you over there. Um, We'll be speaking, I think, tomorrow, so looking forward to that. And, uh, let's go over here and, uh, but anyways, um, so I've been really, um, you know, I originally, uh, about almost a year ago when I started, I wanted to start in the book of Philippians, but I just never did, uh, for God laid other things on my heart to other books of the Bible to work through. So, uh, that's what we did. But I tell you what, when we get into the book of Philippians, it's one of my favorite uh, books in the Bible. And uh, just because, not because it's so short and compact, but um, it just it's packed full of admonition uh, for, the, for the believer. And uh, amongst other things, there's quite a bit of uh, stuff in this small letter to the uh, church at Philippi. The church is at Philippi. And uh, if you'll excuse me here, I'll take a sip of the coffee. And um, I'm using my wife's creamer. It has like cinnamon or something in it, and um it's okay, but it's not it's not what I'm used to, but uh, it's it's decent but uh anyways, enjoying a cup of coffee, have the word of God open and i'm just um, I'm really just uh just kind of giving some information, giving a little bit of time actually for a lot of people to come in here sometimes it takes a few minutes and um but now that everybody's starting to come in that are gonna come in. And everybody's had the opportunity to start watch parties, which you can do on on um, Facebook. And you, I've been encouraging people to share the ministry uh, page on both YouTube and Facebook, and everybody's uh, been doing that. And the channel's growing, uh, the ministry's growing. And um, again, like I'll I'll put it out there again, uh, this this ministry here is not monetized. Um, what that means is that Facebook doesn't pay me. Um, you know to put ads in there uh YouTube doesn't pay me to put ads in there I don't none of that um I'm self-supported I guess you would say and um, I do have a PayPal account um and I've had a few people over this past year that have uh, that have uh donated uh to the ministry here and I appreciate that but um I as Paul says uh and I'm not Trust me, I'm not a, comparing myself to Apostle Paul, but Paul says, you know, that he could, you know, ask of all these different things. I'm I'm not an apostle. I'm not any of that kind of stuff. I, I'm just um, uh, a man <laughs> that is uh, saved by the grace of God and just wanting to push people towards the word of God. And uh, sometimes, you know, somebody wants to donate and that's fine. I, I really appreciate that. But I never, ever, ever, ever uh, really promote that because God's been good so good uh through this entirety of things you know i think about um our commanding officer said it pretty good when he said you know i've just been thankful to have a job through all this and you know you stop to think you know you know i've had um my my paychecks have not stopped through all these different things that are happening here in america right now and um for that i'm just just thankful beyond um beyond words and um but and but I also, at the same time it, it it's I, I feel for those that are out there that uh, have struggled, um but as believers, this temporal life we we will have trials, we will have struggles, we will have different things in it. uh but Paul's going to talk about uh something tonight, which is what you know the verse that I use for the title to live is Christ." and um we're going to look into that tonight, and I can't wait to get there. Uh, but anyways, go, so go check out all those different platforms, and I appreciate you stopping in tonight uh, to watch, or if you're listening later on, or if you're watching this in, in the future, I appreciate it. Now, the book of Philippians. Now, before we get started with the book of Philippians, um, just a little bit of a uh, the 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 background behind a lot of this stuff. Now I'm not, you know, I'm well. This is one of the prison epistles, and or Paul wrote this, you know, through Timothy and all this other kind. of, You know, people can do that study on their own. What I want you to understand is really the specifics of this book. And one thing I want to uh, point out is this uh, specific specific way that the Word of God, the King James Bible, here the which you know, I'm, I take a very uh, staunch stance that this is the preserved word of God that he promised to preserve for us for the English-speaking people. I, I no doubts about that in, at all. And this, the specific nature in which some of these words are used that are changed in other types of um, whatever versions. Um, but I love the specific language that's used all the way through this, this epistle to the church at Philippi. And as we'll see as we get into uh, Philippians 2 and 3 and 4, um, of course, you know, Philippians 1 will have a lot in it as well. It's just, it's opening, introduction, and then Paul gets right into what he wants to say uh, through the power of the Spirit. But what, I, what I'm trying to get at is one of the most famous, I guess you would say more quoted uh, verses in the Bible, is Philippians 4.13. And I just wanted to bring this up. If you look up any other type of version in the Bible, this verse will be different. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And it's very specific in that language because a lot of times, in, in fact, I think every single other version has that to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The changing of who or which to who changes the entirety of that entire statement. And we'll get to that. But um, anyways, that was just a little bit of a side note. So let's get started. Philippians chapter 1. and Philippians chapter 1 and verse 1. Here we go. Paul and Timotheus. So we see here that uh, Timothy is with Paul at this time. The servants of Jesus Christ to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi with the bishops and deacons. It's very interesting that it says there that they had established bishops and deacons within those local uh, churches. There was plural. They were meeting in houses and everywhere they could possibly meet at. But there was plural bishops and deacons already here. And so as Paul sends this letter to the churches at Philippi, um, it's interesting to see that they had already established the bishops and deacons. The reason why I say that is because Paul had sent previously um, men like T- Timothy and Titus to go ordain um, bishops and deacons and so forth and so on, basically to approve them, get th- them established and, and rooted and grounded in the Word, make sure that they were they fulfilled all the criterias. As we'll get into uh, Timothy and Titus at some point in time, I'm sure on this channel. But after, but you see here within the first verse that this place had already been. I would say, established, so to speak, so it's very interesting to see and the very and the very next verse says grace, verse two, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I was on a uh, I was on a Facebook uh, stream it was a comment section just last night talking about a few different things, and uh, you want to be really careful when you see this it says, well grace from God, our Father, and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. It seems like that's two different beings. It's not true. And as we've mentioned several, several, several times in this um, in on this channel in this ministry, there's one God. Okay, that settles that. But uh, let's move on. Verse number three. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Seems like as Paul gets into this, that he was he had some sort of affection for what was going on there at Philippi. At least it seems like that to me. Always, in every prayer of mine, for you making, or for you all, excuse me, all making requests with joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. One thing I'm noticing right here, right away, it just seems like, as I said, he had this affection for this uh, bodies, um, bodies, local bodies of believers here in the region of Philippi. And it just seems that they were very faithful, very uh, steadfast. And so as he says, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. So it seems like Paul established the, the, you know, went into Philippi, established the uh, churches there. They seem to have grown and they seem to have remained with the gospel and the doctrine which Paul brought them. It's very neat to see, very encouraging to see. Being confident of this very thing, he says in verse 6, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, this can mean, I mean, maybe somebody can, like uh, in the comments section, talk about what they think this means. I'm just going to, the day of uh, Jesus Christ, I believe is the catching away. I believe that Paul, even then, believed in the imminent, which is the sudden, which at any moment return of Jesus Christ. I believe that. Um, so, there's some other different language in the, in the Bible talking about day of the Lord and different things like that, but this seems to me to be the catching away. And I have it written down here. I don't even, I had at one point in time a question mark, but I've, I've, kind, of, I've kind of settled it in my mind that I think that's what he's talking about. Essentially saying to them, look, until Jesus comes, Whenever that is, I am confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you. Now, he's not speaking of, Paul's not speaking of himself. He's speaking of Jesus Christ, Christ in us, the hope of glory. He said that he started the work. You know, He's he gives it the strength. No men, if it comes of men, if it's of men, it'll, it'll fail. it will fail. It won't stick around like this. It won't be steadfast. It will not be all the way to the end. And he's saying here that he which be to work will perform it. Christ in you, the hope of glory, the spirit of Christ, as we're to, of Jesus Christ, as we'll see later on in this, in this chapter. That's very encouraging again. Verse number seven. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart insomuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel Ye are all partakers of my grace. Like I said, these people here seem to be very steadfast, very rooted and grounded in the word. This is what gets me, uh, so again, the, the channel, the, the ministry, the, the, the verse, the, the life verse, or whatever you want to say, the, the ministry verse is let this mind be in you, in uh, Philippians 2 and verse 5. When Paul reads, he's writing this letter down through here, it seems like he was just encouraging them to keep that at the forefront. Let this mind be in you. Just remember to always allow the mind of Christ, not your own. You know, these strifes and divisions and different things that are going to come up, look, it's of the flesh. If these things happen, if there's any consolation, though, it's going to be in Jesus Christ. Follow the Spirit. Follow the Word. Don't follow your own philosophies. don't follow your own desires and and consider each other, Esteem each other. He just seems to be encouraging them. It doesn't seem like to me that he's admonishing them that something's going on, but he's just encouraging them to stay the course. Keep on keeping on. Um, now look at because um, he said even in his bonds, I mean, it seems like to me that this is one of Paul's prison epistles, right? I mean he's writing this or maybe speaking it and Timothy's writing it down. Who knows? Um, but right there it says, for God, verse number eight is my record. How greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. Paul had a heart for these people. I, I mean, this, as you can see, as you read down through this, it just keeps coming out and coming out and coming out. He longed to be with them. They, he was, they were in his heart. He made thanks for them always in his prayers. Look at this, what he prays, though, verse number nine. And I want to kind of focus on this for a little while. Is the focus of prayer. When you tell somebody, hey, I'm going to be praying for you, what does that mean? What should it mean? What is it biblically supposed to mean? Well, let's look at Paul's prayer. What is his prayer for this this body of believers in Philippi? Let's look now in verse number nine. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more, and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Hmm. Well, knowledge of what? Judgment of what? You know, it's of the word of God. Now, remember, they had the Old Testament scriptures, of course. They had the different things that they had. But I think by this time, they had some of these letters from Paul already circulating. I really do. I think they copied them down. You know that's why we call it the Texas Receptus. They were received text. Um, they're very very particular, wrote them everything down, copied it exactly the way that it came in. And um, I think that they had all this stuff. Knowledge of what? Knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, His word, His way, not our own. And in all judgment, uh, to me that judgment there is a, is a discernment you know, we're not supposed to be judging of things, you know, judge, not, you know, the, the thing is, you know, get my dad started on that. He's watching on YouTube, get my dad started on the judge, not. And, uh, he's he like, I don't know exactly how he says it, but something to the effect of every time he's heard that in his entire, uh, saved life, uh, somebody says, judge, not, he asks them to, you know, repeat or say, I guess the rest of the verses that are surround that. And, uh, they said if he had like a nickel or something like that, he'd be a millionaire or something to that effect. I'm sure I'm messing that all up, but he'll he'll type it in or something if he wants. But anyways, but that's the judgment. How are we to judge? How, how can I judge what is true and right? Well, let's, let's look at a temporal, let's look at an earthly kind of an example. I work in construction, okay? This is the best way I know how to put this. I work in construction. If I want to judge whether or not something is true and accurate and right, I go to the blueprint. I go to the specs, the specifications. I go there and I, I, I read it diligently. I make sure that it's a quarter inch per foot slope and so forth and so on for the plumbing. I want to make sure that there's a certain amount of CFMs for the air conditioning units, they make sure that fan blower is, is working at the right RPMs. I want to make sure all that kind of stuff. Where do I go? I go to the, the manual. I go to the blueprint. That's how I judge whether or not something is accurate, true, straight, put up the ruler to it, put up the, uh, the level to it. I put up a plumb bob to make sure it's, it's leveled down straight. I make sure that I have the little dumpy level, and I make sure it's, it's shooting a straight, true line. That laser goes through there. And I know exactly what the drop is of my pipe. I know all those things because I've looked at the specs. That's how I can have judgment. If I go out to a project site and say, you know, I judge that not to be accurate and that's not right, and that's not right, and you know what, that's not right over there. You know, the guys are all going to look at me and go, uh, Chief, um, says here, see what I'm saying? Yes, we are to be judging, but not of our own selves through the lens, through the scriptures, through the lens of the, of the word of God. That's how we judge. It. So look at the first couple of prayer that he's asking for that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. There it is again. Till you're caught up, till you're out of here. I want you, this is my prayer, that you submit your will to his. His will is that you be sincere and without offense. Well, I offend people all the time. If you're giving them the truth of of the word of God and they are offended you have not created that offense. Remember what Jesus Christ said? He said, they hated me first, okay? They're not, they're not mad at you. Look, you can't be mad at me. Paul said something to the effect of, uh, you're mad at me and I'm bringing you the truth. You know, I'm speaking the truth and you're mad at me? What do you want me to do? See, you're not giving the offense. What gives offense, though, is something in our own wisdom, and our own discernment, and our own judgment. We say, I don't like that. Well, if you don't have any basis in the scripture, you could probably give offense to somebody. I don't want to, I, I, there's probably a thousand examples I can bring up, but I'm just not going to. Let the Spirit speak to you. But that you may, verse 10, say, approve things that are excellent. How are we to know? Notice all the way through here, the focus is on the inter- internal, the inner man. But it's also on the focus of the eternal. All these things here, if they're true, if they're, if they're righteous, if they are um, excellent, all these things here are going to be the gold, silver, and precious stones. These are the things that really matter for eternity, not the things that are the wood, hay, stubble that are just going to get burned up in this temporal life, that are fleeting. They're here for a second and poof. It takes a bolt of lightning, hits this house. It burns up, okay? But if I'm really holding on to think, this isn't my house, but if uh, DJ, my uh, landlord's watching, um, I'm not praying that that happens or anything, okay? But I'm just saying, if I own this house, which I don't, um, you know, and I'm gr- holding on to it so much, it can disappear within moments. But look at these things that it says here in verse 11. And now as it gets into this, look at uh, verse 11. It says, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. This is how you know you're filled with the spirit, the innerment, because it's by Jesus Christ. These works are by Jesus Christ. That's why they're gold, silver, and precious stones. Don't get it twisted. You're not going to be standing before God one day and say, look at all these great things I did. Look at all this gold, silver, and precious stones that I created, and here they are. No, 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 no. If you have that kind of attitude and look at all the mighty works that I've done for God and all this kind of stuff, that's wood, hay, and stubble. Not to your glory,
1: all to the glory of God.
0: I want to look at uh, something. We, we covered this in Ephesians, but I don't think I came over here um, a couple pages over. Turn to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 15. Let's read this now.
1: Look at at the heart
0: of the matter. Look at at the heart of the matter here that he's talking about, saying the same things to uh, some of the church there at Ephesus. Um, Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation of the knowledge, there's the knowledge, of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you, and you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And as you read down all the way down through here, it's very similar. But that's Paul's prayer. That should be our prayer as well. I'm, I don't go to the Lord in prayer, at least I shouldn't, and say, Lord, I really want this. Instead, it's, Lord, thy will be done. As I mentioned before, God wants to hear the, your, your desires of your heart. Of course, we're human. We're his children. And just like my children, they have desires and wants, you know? But sometimes those things aren't good for them. How much more is our Heavenly Father knowledgeable of those things? So therefore, when you go to the Lord in prayer, notice that it's a focus on the eternal, always on the eternal. Lord, if this lines up in your will, if it it be your will, Lord, I want that. The heart of the matter. I have this written right off to the side. Prayer is surrender to his will. Getting back here to um, verse number 12, it says here, But I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happen unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. You know, I can imagine that the people there at Philippi, if there was this affection between them, and let's, you know, as in brothers and sisters in Christ, that's how we should be with each other. If there was that, which seems to be, it's pretty clear to me that there was, they probably had a great concern. Paul, you're in prison again. You know, are they treating you okay? Are you okay? You know, just like normally that we would say for one of our loved ones that was being persecuted for Christ. But he says to them, which happened unto me, have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. I think of the time that... uh, I can't. The name, the name was right there on the tip of my tongue, and they just lost it. And I'm sure somebody would put it in the comments, but Agrippa, King Agrippa. Paul was before King Agrippa and was able to give the gospel. Now, King Agrippa said, um, almost thou persuadest me. But at the same time, think about it. There's that court. Everybody was around. Things that happened to Paul happened for a reason. He was beaten several times, stoned. You know, cast in the prison, shipwrecked all these things. Paul says, look, it's for the furtherance of the gospel. I so much, I did it today again. And again, I told you, every time I teach, it's hitting me square between the eyes. Every, again today, I started getting down on myself. And I was like, Ugh, you know, all this stuff happens to me, and it just happens to me. And all this. I started getting down on myself, like, what are you doing?
1: Making it about me. It's not about me. Paul here
0: understood that. And uh, boy, I mean, my, my prayer is that the will of God for me would be done and that I would have this same exact spirit within me all the time. It says, brethren, I would have, I would you should understand, verse number 12, brethren, that these things which happen unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Paul was the example and the ensample to us as believers, to them back then, and for us even now, almost 2,000 years later. Follow me as I, Paul says, don't, he said, follow me, and if it just stopped right there, we'd be like, ooh, Paul, okay, I guess we got to follow Paul. But he says, follow me as I follow Christ. See, that's what our attitude should be. Help it to be so, Lord. That our attitude is, is follow me as I follow Christ. I talked to a brother today. I don't know if he's on here, uh, but I texted him. And I said to him, I said, look, if I'm ever straying from the sound doctrine, if I'm ever there, love me enough to correct me. Because you're not supposed to be following me. You're supposed to be helping me in my walk, and I'm helping you with your walk. That's what it should be about.
1: And right there at the end of 14 is something. Waxing confident by my bonds
0: are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Hmm. Boy, we need that today. Christian, we need to be ambassadors, not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Be ambassadors. Speak boldly. Remember, you're not speaking your words, you're speaking the word of the king. You're just proclaiming that. You know, the the term preach is proclaiming that. Some indeed, verse 15. Now, these next couple parts here, next couple verses, are, are, are very interesting to me. Look at this. It says, some indeed, verse 15, preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. Already at that time, there was people preaching Christ even of envy and strife not having the right attitude, not spirit, maybe even super carnal. I I don't know what all this means, but I do know that they preach Christ. So somebody could be preaching Christ, be right doctrinally, but not be right in their spirit? Potentially. Wow. So somebody can be right on, but not be right with the Lord. Yep. Somebody was preaching, apparently, Christ, even of envy and strife. We're not supposed to have strife. We're not supposed to be envying each other. We're supposed to be esteeming each other more highly than ourselves. What's this
1: all about? Keep reading.
0: The one preached Christ of contention. Now, I'd like to know who this is. Because <laughs> the Bible doesn't say who it is. Paul doesn't say who it is. But it says, it's really interesting. It says, The one preached Christ of contention. Somebody was on Paul's mind. That's all. And he didn't have liberty of the Spirit to write it down. That's it. I can imagine um, maybe the people at Philippi had heard of who this one is. And uh, I don't know. But look what it keeps saying here the one preached Christ of contention. Not sincerely, supposing to add afflictions to my bonds. Uh, somebody had an agenda, wanted to promote themselves, and seemed like they were trying to basically add affliction to Paul. Using maybe Paul saying, Paul told me to tell you this, maybe Paul wasn't telling them to tell him that. You know what I mean? He seemed like he was. It's this one that's preaching Christ of contention had a problem with Paul, maybe, but personally. But he says in the very next verse, but the other of love. Somebody was preaching Christ out of just love. Knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. So seemed like there was one that was really causing the contention that Paul was mentioning. And he said, but there's one that preaches out of love knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel, knowing that he was the minister to the Gentiles. He was to bring the dispensation of the the church age to the Gentiles. And uh, that's just amazing. He was the defense of the gospel. What then? Question. Notwithstanding, every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. Look at Paul's... (laughs) Look at Paul's attitude about this. And I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. I, I have no, this, this is foreign. This is very foreign to me. This kind of a, uh, a spirit. <laughs> and I, the Apostle Paul obviously was close to the Lord. I pray that I get this close to the Lord. And Lord help me, but look at the 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 spirit and attitude of Paul here in Philippians one verse eighteen. Notwithstanding, every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Oh my goodness, how do we do this? That's why the focus. And and if I can just. Just take a a quick second. The focus needs to be on the preaching of the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. All these other different things that come about, we're going to have disagreements. I I said that when when I first started this channel. I said, there's going to be people that will disagree with me on things. I'll disagree with them on things. But if it doesn't have to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ, the simplicity of the gospel, we're to have the love. If, if, they're, if they're preaching heresy, saying that you can work your way to salvation, if they're preaching something about the cross, maybe speech, uh, speaking about something that uh, takes away or adds to the gospel of Jesus Christ, then, of course, we are to be earnest about the contending for the faith. But these other things, I'm just going to point you to the Word of God and say, I love you. I'm not going to sit there and say, I can judge you and everything part of your life, especially if I'm not around you all the time. And I'm just going to preach Christ crucified. And if we have disagreements, I'm going to love you. And uh, as, as far as I can tell, if you say you're a brother in Christ and you preach the gospel, the this gospel, as Paul is saying here. Christ is preached. Uh, you know, I'm not going to separate from people over little things. Now, people have chosen at some points in time to, to separate from me over some things, and I, I understand that. Things will happen. But I'm just, I get driven to Philippians all the time, and especially this part right here. I told you it's foreign to me. In of myself, this is not me. I uh, no no no. If I'm right, I'm right. And I'm going to prove that I'm right and I'm just going to keep going till you till you agree with me. I've really I've really tempered that with the word of God. And I'm not anywhere near where I should be. Trust me. But this verse right here just gets me every time. How can you rejoice if somebody's over here uh, talking about this over here and talking about this over here, and I don't see it that way. Well, is the Bible super clear about the, the uh, Christ is preached? The Christ, Jesus Christ of the Bible, not something that somebody makes up? This is convicting for me. I'll, I'll be absolutely honest with you. Those that are listening, those that are watching me, please look at me. This is very convicting to me. This entire book of Philippians is super convicting to me. Maybe that's why I don't think so. I mean, the Lord's bringing this out to me now uh, as far as allowing me to, because he needed to temper me over the past year. And like I said, I have not arrived by any means. Let's keep going. Verse number 19. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Now, that is the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ's Spirit was the Holy Spirit. Remember, he was all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He didn't have some created spirit, some sort of a separate two Holy Spirits. Right here, the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Let this mind be in you. We have the mind of Christ. And so Paul's praying for the eternal. We're sealed into the day of redemption, you know, that day of Jesus Christ. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer, that the supply of the the spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation. Remember the earnest payment that we talked about back in Ephesians? earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body. Lord, let this be my prayer. Let this be me, whether it be by life or by death. And here's the, the theme. All that has led to this. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Paul's going to explain this a little bit more, but notice he's talking about the eternal as he's living in this fleshly body. He knows he's going through all these different things, but he's running the race. He knows that this is not his home. He knows he's not laying up stores
1: here. But to live
0: is Christ. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Let this mind be in you. Let it come forth. Remember the helmet of salvation. Remember who you are. To live is Christ. And to die is gain. You can almost hear the, just the, the very surrendered will of the Apostle Paul that comes out through the, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit for him to write, for, To me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Like, like I said before. The worst thing that can happen to you, Christian, and I put quotation marks around for those that are listening, is that you pass from this life into death, but we know that we don't die. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's the gain. And think about what Christ did for us humbled himself. Again, remember, this is a letter. Paul will explain all this stuff and uh, we won't get to it tonight in Philippians 2, but I can't wait till next week. All right. But look what he says here. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I wot not. Paul. Remember, Paul said he had this struggle between flesh and spirit, the same thing that we have. Paul was no, God's no respecter of person. Paul was a man just like me, you know, if we, if they had pants back then, which I don't know, but he would put them on, you know, the same way I did, you know, get up in the morning. Uh, I don't know if he shaved or not, Um, whatever. Same thing, same thing. But he says, but if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. See, if I live for this flesh, it's just going to disappear one day. If I'm living for that, if that is my sole focus, that's the fruit. There it is. That's not going to amount to anything. And Paul's saying, yet what I shall choose, I want not. Basically, I... I'm praying that I surrender my will constantly. I die daily. Then look at this, though, too, in the example Paul says here. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Amen. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. So Paul said, even though his mind was on the eternal, that he understood that we still have a role to play in this life the ambassadorship and that he was the help to those local bodies within local bodies wherever you're at this is the attitude you should be having you know, for me to live as Christ to die as gain uh, you know I'd rather be in heaven you know you hear saints say that all the time you know older saints you know I I'd rather be in heaven I can't wait to you know why do we have to be in our 70s or 80s to have that same mentality but even that, we should still be active in working with that local body and helping to edify and restore somebody or go over there and help teach and, and get over here and say, look, you know, let me point you to the word of God here. It's more needful for them. Remember, it's not about you, it's not about you, it's about others. And having this confidence, verse 25, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. You know, Paul was expecting to see these people again. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. That's your walk, your conversation. Not just what you say with your mouth, but how your life leads out. That whether I come and see you, or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. For unto you it is given in behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, Believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Hmm. Having the same conflicts which he saw in me and now here to be in me. Basically, they're saying that, you know, in this life, you're going to suffer persecution. You know, I think Americans have a very warped view, especially American Here's the quotation marks again. Christians, or professing Christians, have a very warped view of what persecution is. Uh, I've been to places in the world where people are actually persecuted. I mean, thrown into prison. Disowned by family, if they believe on Jesus Christ. Disowned by family, maybe in some of the stricter parts, well, definitely when I was in Afghanistan. That's a death sentence, especially under the Taliban regime.
1: Persecution. But Paul says, look,
0: you know, for to me to live is Christ. Praise God. But to die is gain. Praise God. And in all that, the people said amen and amen. Amen. I can't wait to get to Philippians chapter two, but I, I really love how this, this letter to the church of Philippi starts out. It's convicting to me and, uh, boy, it's just a, it's just a, it's a punch right in, right on my nose, my, my big Roman nose. <laughs> it really is. The word of God has that ability every time. Okay. So let's get over here to Facebook. And let's see if we had anybody leave a comment. Oh, my classmate from the year, class of 2000, Brittany. Cracking up, I can hear your dad saying this. And I'm not sure, maybe it was about the, uh, I had a nickel be a millionaire or something to that effect. Amen. So I'm glad everybody that joined me there on Facebook, I'm not sure how many more people are still there. Oh, and uh, YouTube is active. Let's see what we got going on here. Hey, Brother Jeruna came in. Brother Spencer came in. Good to see you guys.
1: Okay, Elizabeth, hello. Uh, Brother JT is there too as well. Good. Mm.
0: Brother Gabriel says, the day of Jesus Christ is the second coming. Second coming. Hmm. Compare Philippians 1, verses 3 through 6 with Hebrews 10, verse 25. Okay, I'll look at that later on there, Brother Gabriel. Thank you very much for that. We'll check it out. Brother Burns is here. Good to see
1: you. Yeah,
0: I was thinking the same thing there, Brother Druna, speaking about 2 Thessalonians, but that's okay. We'll We'll, we'll work through that. I'll read that later on.
1: Yep. So they're talking about that. Good to see everybody giving scripture for stuff.
0: Uh, very good discussion, actually. Um, you know, people have to look at that later on. Very good discussion, and um, that which reminds me a lot of things that I want to do on deployment as a lot of more of what I believe about certain things. You know, actual. Step by step, using the Word of God, the Word of God alone. Um, where I where I fall out on some of the things that I that I believe, so we'll be looking at that.
1: Hmm. Okay. Here's a question. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Uh, okay, in verse 23 of Philippians 1, was Paul referencing himself backsliding? Compare this verse to 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. Uh, let's see, 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5, as in comparison. Oops, oh, excuse me. 2 Corinthians 13, and verse 5. So I'm turning over there. Mm-hmm. Second Corinthians 13, verse 5. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. Uh, it seems like to me that this verse, uh, if this is the right one that you want me to go to, Paul, remember, he, he, he mentioned this other times to work out your own salvation, meaning it's such an important thing that you need to am I in the faith? Am I in the faith? Am I, am I, what did I believe on at the beginning? Uh, did I, okay. What did I believe? Okay. I believed that nothing of myself. I, I came to the Lord as, as if they said, Lord, I'm, I'm undone. I'm a sinner. Can't do anything about this. And you can't, um, you, you are God and you, you died on the cross. You rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures. And that's what I'm having faith and trust in. Okay. I'm not not trying to work my way. I'm not trying to keep my salvation by working there. I think that's what that's all about. And I think when Paul is talking in verse uh twenty three of Philippians. I just read it, but uh for I'm a straight betwixt two having a desire to depart to be with Christ was far better. Yeah, I think that's a little bit uh different uh different of a thing. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit different there, but uh, good discussion tonight. They're over there on on YouTube. Um, We have just a few more minutes. If somebody would like to um, put a prayer request in there or something for us to be remembering in prayer. and okay so as the gentlemen are are talking about all those different things hey um I do want to mention a couple of prayer requests myself then as uh, we uh, wrap up tonight um be in prayer that uh, my obviously that my will be surrendered to him in all things um there's you know there's a lot of things that are on my mind all the time and um I just want to have the mind of Christ when it comes to everything and um and I don't always, I don't always come through on that. That's for sure. I get in the way. So be praying for me that, uh, that the Lord would remove me, that I would remove myself to have, let this mind be in you <laughs> allow that for, don't forget who I am. And, um, you know, I, I'm, like I said, I'm just, uh, I'm just like anybody else. Um, I have my struggles. I have my, uh, my issues that I have to work through the, you know, things that beset me, the sin that easily besets, you know, all these different things that anybody goes through. It's that war between flesh and spirit and, um, uh, pray that i surrender my will and that would, you know, feed more of the spirit, more of the spirit as opposed to quenching the spirit. And, um, that'd be my prayer and also be praying as far as for safety for my family as they uh, will be, um, Without me physically for a while. And um well, that's uh, that's always a rough thing. So
1: just be praying for them. Uh, yeah, brother Brother Burns, I definitely will pray for you, sir. And uh
0: Okay. All right. Well, let's uh close with a word of prayer and um, be with me next week if the uh, Lord willing. We're going to be in Philippians chapter 2 and um as we you know, I maybe one of the last times I get a chance to go live for a while and um and so nobody be alarmed if you don't see me in the weeks preceding that. Um it's not because necessarily I'm gone. But uh, some of the equipment needs to start coming down and uh, be packed away. So, but uh, we'll be seeing. Oh, I do have something about next week. If Lord willing, if it can work out. So we're going to do Thursday night at nine central. Okay. Uh, live the the standard one will be in Philippians two. And then we're going to have a super secret guest on Friday night. It's not a super huge secret. It's my dad. So everybody's favorite. (laughs) My dad will be with me, hopefully through Skype. Uh, Barring any kind of technical difficulties, we're going to do a live session. And um, he's been going through with uh, his body of believers there uh, that he uh, pastors. Um, He is going through the book of Acts and talking about the transitional book of Acts. And uh, he brought up some uh, things that are really, you know, confirmed with us, uh, confirmed with me. And, and, um, uh, I, I said, like, you know, Hey dad, let's be uh let's do one right before I step out the door. And, uh, he said, sure. Why not? So next Friday, be looking forward to that. So it'll be two live one on Thursday night and then one on Friday night, Lord willing. And uh, you know, things could happen and technically speaking things could definitely happen. I'm trying to remote him in from New Jersey and I'm down here in Mississippi, so anything can happen. But if we can make it happen, uh, Lord willing, I pray that you'll be here on that Friday night as well with my dad. He's like a, a recurring uh, guest here. This will be his third time. Third? Fourth? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyways, you can go check out uh, the, his previous videos that he's done, um, uh, Good Studies. And, uh, especially check out the first one. The first time he was on, it was, uh, it was good. You have to hear his testimony again and, uh, check out the time he talks about meeting my mom. That's a good story. But, uh, anyways, let's close on a word of prayer. I pray that you're with me next week and, uh, tell all your friends about the, the, uh, the ministry and, um, help share like all that kind of stuff. So we can, uh, just spread the seed, push out the, the word of God. Okay. Spread it as far as we can spread a big net. And uh, Lord will bring the increase. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you. Thank you for a great study tonight. Lord, thank you for showing me, convicting me, uh, encouraging me through your word. Lord, thank you for these brethren and sisters that uh, joined tonight. Lord, I'm thankful for them. Lord, we pray for Brother Burns uh, as he's asked for prayer again. Lord, that he would surrender. Lord, that I would surrender that as brothers and sisters in Christ, as your children, that we would surrender to your will. And Lord, we would, it would be so much better, way better than our own way. We know that. our Lord, but we still, we stumble, we fail. Lord, forgive us for those times. Lord, help us to restore that fellowship. Lord, we know you loved us and that you, you purchased our, Salvation with your blood. Lord, we know that uh, you have forgiven us of all of our sins. You've cleansed us from all unrighteousness. Never to be remembered no, any, anymore. And, um, but Lord, we, in our own minds, we, we know that we failed you and that we have done wrong and sinned. And Lord, even though you've forgiven those, in our own minds, we bring ourselves under the bondage again. Lord, help us to, to live as the as who we are, which is ambassadors, which is sons and daughters of the creator of the entire universe who humbled himself. You, Lord, you humbled yourself when you took on the form of a servant. Lord, we're so thankful for that. Uh, again, I'm thankful for the fact that you have saved us and sealed us. And Lord, you will catch us away one day. Lord, thank you for that. We love you. Thank you for dying for us. Lord, there's not sufficient words to even give you the praise, but we give you all praise and honor and glory to you who is worthy of all praise. In your precious name, amen and amen. All right. Hey, I love you. Go read that again. Talking about... uh, in contention, but they still preach Christ. It's interesting. But, um, anyways, loving the Lord. God bless you. And I hope to see you again next week on Let This Mind Be In You. Brother Michael D'Angelo saying goodbye. God bless.